Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The real issue with U.S. President Donald Trump's deal of the century Israeli-Palestinian peace plan is not whether it stands a chance of resolving one of the world's most intractable conflicts. It doesn't. More important is the fact that Israel will, in violation of international law, be empowered to unilaterally annex occupied territory and take steps towards creating an ethnically more homogeneous state by transferring a significant proportion of the Jewish state's Israeli-Palestinian population to what the plan envisions as a future Palestinian entity. Mr. Trump, by endorsing annexation and population transfers that violate the Fourth Geneva Convention, has put Israel at the cutting edge of an emerging new world order, dominated by civilizationalist leaders. These leaders think in terms of might is right, rather than adherence to international law. They envision civilizational states that define themselves and their boundaries on the basis of a specific civilization as opposed to nation states that are determined by internationally recognized borders, population, and language, and have little time for the rule of law. In doing so, Mr. Trump, like many other like-minded civilizationist leaders, including India's Narendra Modi, China's Xi Jinping, and Myanmar's Win Myint, who pursue discriminatory policies that marginalize and disenfranchise minorities and undermine social cohesion, is contributing to a world in which mass migration, radicalization, and increased political violence will likely pose threats on a far larger scale than they do today. If Israel indeed moves ahead with implementation of Mr. Trump's plan, it will likely find itself at the forefront of the civilizationalist effort to shape a new world order that pays little heed to human and minority rights anchored in, in international law and that rejects agreements on the status of occupied land and people that were forged in the wake of the 20th century's devastating world wars. Becoming a flashpoint in the struggle for the shape of a new world could prove to be for Israel more of a curse than a blessing. It could turn Israel into yet another, but nonetheless prime example of what civilizationist politics is likely to produce, an illiberal, if not authoritarian state whose policies are at best controversial rather than, as Israel likes to see itself, the Middle East's shining and only real democracy. Few in the international community, including a majority of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's civilizationist counterparts, with the exception of Mr. Trump and potentially Brazil's Jair Bolsonaro and Hungary's Viktor Orban, would recognize Israel's unilaterally declared post-annexation borders. Responding to Mr. Trump's plan, conservative Gulf states praised U.S. efforts to achieve peace and called for negotiations, but were careful 
not to endorse Mr. Trump's blueprint, while the Arab League, the group's all Arab states, outright rejected the proposal. Similarly, few in the international community would recognize the deprival of citizenship of some 300,000 Palestinian Israelis and their transfer together with their lands in what is known as the Triangle in Central Israel to a future Palestinian state. Only 13% of Israeli Palestinians surveys last year by the Israel Democracy Institute defined themselves as first and foremost being Palestinian, while 38% said their primary identity was Arab. Meanwhile, 65% said they were proud to be Israelis. An even larger number, 83%, said they strive to be full members of Israeli society. Peace is made with the enemy. We are residents of the state and we are not the enemy. The Prime Minister Netanyahu wants to save his skin at the expense of inciting hatred against the Arab population, said Shua Masarwe Mansur, the mayor of Taibe, a town of 50,000 Israeli Palestinians that was included in the plan's suggestion for a population transfer. Mr. Mansour was referring to last month's indictment of Mr. Netanyahu on charges of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust in three separate corruption cases. Demonstrations on the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip in response to the Trump plan were fairly muted, but that is no guarantee that implementation will not provoke widespread protest directed not only against Israel and the United States, but also the Palestine Authority. Those protests would likely spread to Israeli Palestinians resident within Israeli borders prior to the 1967 Middle East War, in which Israel conquered the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights that were annexed before Mr. Trump endorsed their incorporation into Israel and Gaza. An Israeli crackdown on the protesters would only add to problems created by implementation of the Trump plan. The plan appears to be designed to preempt what would be a worst-case civilizationalist scenario in which continued Israeli occupation would force Israel to choose between a being a democracy and a Jewish state because of demographics that would likely see Palestinians becoming a majority of the population. The irony is that implementation of the plan without Palestinian consent and cooperation could produce the same dilemma. As a result, Mr. Trump's civilizationalist approach towards solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and Mr. Netanyahu's enthusiastic embrace of the plan threatens to not only put Israel at the cutting edge of the struggle to shape a new world, it risks turning Israel into a poster child of everything that is wrong with civilizationalism. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Best wishes 
and take care.